There was nothing else at all in the whole world but football. Hi guys, Simon here. Welcome to the Triple F for another episode of the Triple F Cinema, where Ollie and I had a chat this Tuesday night about the latest Netflix sports documentary, Pele. We started off the chat by discussing the difficulties of travel as of late. I incorrectly described The Last Dance as The Last Stand a few times, even after Ollie mentioned its correct title. And we worked out what was good about the new Pele documentary and what was missing. Hope you guys enjoy and take care. Get on a plane, just see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> and then just risk having to pay a £300 fine and being stuck in quarantine or whatever. Oh, no, it's more than that, dude. It's more than that, dude. It's, it's, um, it's, there are certain, I can't remember what the exact conditions are, but you can get fined like 10 grand now. What? There are a couple who went to Dubai. Yeah, dude, a couple who went to Dubai and came back. And because, I can't remember the exact like rules, but they'd broken the rules. They got fined ten grand. Yeah, it's like this new rule they introduced. So, yeah, man, it's it's serious. I guess. Wow. Yeah, you you don't you don't want to you don't want to get it wrong. I read a couple of articles as well. So I think if you go on holiday, yeah, there's there's more sort of severe punishment for that. But I think if you yeah yeah maybe if you well that's the thing. Like how do you sort of define and then use as a valid excuse that you're not going on holiday because you could just sort of say that if you were going on holiday or coming back from a holiday so i mean yeah it depends like obviously there are valid reasons for travel but uh i mean yeah unless you're like a doctor yeah or like an important scientist you yeah. probably don't need to be doing international travel really like yeah right now but, like, yeah no i live in hawaii yeah <laughs> and coming back <laughs> 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 so whereabouts in Hawaii yeah, yeah, do you live? Oh, uh, you know the uh, one, the, the one with the, the volcano. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So um, Pele, I mean, Pele. Did you know much about the footballer? Um, sort of before you, like, I'd asked you to watch this film. To be honest, no, very little. Um, I knew the name Pele. It was one of those names that you, you just sort of know, you know. It's, it's, it's just part of, like, culture or, you know, gen, general sort of knowledge, history. It's just Pele, you know that name. But I didn't know anything about him beyond, like, he was a, he was a well-known footballer. Because I'm not much of a football fan, so yeah, it, it would make sense that I wouldn't know. But, I mean, were you sort of quite... Um, quite aware of him and his and his background and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um Pele is I suppose he's like the holy grail of footballers really um before sort of the debate about um Ronaldo and Messi in terms of like who's the yeah. greatest of all time or the greatest striker of all time. Um it used to be Pele and Maradona. They that was the um the debate for for who was the best ever striker. So um right. and yeah, I think I just through sort of football magazines and from a young age, just, just Pele was everywhere. Pele was like, yeah, the king of football and regarded as the greatest footballer of all time. Um, yeah, he, def- he definitely seemed to have like transcended the sport. Mm. Like, I mean, particularly as, like I say, I'm, I don't, I'm not into football, but I've heard of him. 
Yeah. So he definitely seems like one of these guys that yeah just became bigger than bigger than mm. the sport. Yeah. I think. Uh, the the reason why I do this um this show really is just to kind of get especially for people that don't have as much of an interest of football like yourself um and just trying to get an idea as to what they think of these sort of typical football films but um I suppose like it's a real good one to start with with Pele because he is like I said he's essentially the king of football and he's such a large embodiment of football so it's quite interesting to get your thoughts on on how you perceived the documentary, how you perceived the film, how you perceived the man. Um, yeah, just just your thoughts on it, really. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, 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 it was definitely interesting to watch. I think that the main thing that struck me was that it, it would have, I think it would have been better as a series of episodes, however many episodes you want to do. Because it, it felt like it just skimmed over so much in yeah you know, it was one hour, it was one hour forty eight minutes yeah um, I know that because I watched it today <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Sat there so, yeah it's like yeah exactly yeah um, so it, yeah I mean it skimmed over like it started fifty eight the first World Cup ended nineteen uh, seventeen yeah basically the, the last World Cup you played in so it's, span, it's spanning twelve years in one hour forty eight minutes which is a lot. And mm -hmm. I couldn't help thinking of like equivalents. Like I recently watched The Last Dance, you know, the Michael Jordan yeah. Chicago Bulls documentary. That, that was fascinating, really good watch. And that yeah. was like, I think 10, 10 one hour episodes mm -hmm. and probably spanned like a similar length of time. Yeah. Um, and that like went really in depth into all the different phases of the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan. And it worked really well like that. And so, so yeah, Pele, the documentary, definitely interesting, but it just felt like it skimmed over everything so quickly. I mean, we were texting as well about all the political kind of discourse that's in the movie as well. That's just touched on so lightly. Yeah. Um, and was obviously a big part of, of Pele's life being, mm. being, you know, this sort of, sort of big character from Brazil. And they just touched on it for like, I think once or twice throughout the movie. So yeah, overall, definitely, definitely enjoyed enjoyed it interesting um i know more about Pele than i did before watching it but yeah I, I don't know i just i would i would have loved to just go into more detail in like episodes rather mm. than just you know to, sort of just shy of two hours I think. yeah yeah no you, you bring up um a big point and one that is i think a, a lot of reviews that i've read more or less say exactly the same thing that um there's so much about the man and so much about the man that's interesting. And like you say, it sort of just skims over the surface of it because there are some really interesting things about Pele. And this is where it could have been better as a bit more of a, a warts and all kind of documentary where it really delves into the personality. Because I don't really yeah. think we found out too much about Pele's personality. Most of it was just about his sporting achievements and really just his sporting achievements alone. So it was... Yeah, it was definitely. Of... And, and, and even though it's like not loads of detail, it, it no. felt like it was like, okay, they played this game, they, they won it, they won that World Cup, four years later they lost it. And, and it's just, yeah, it was just skimming, even the sporting stuff, which was, mm. yeah, the focus of the movie, even that was skimmed over a lot. Like Yeah. You know, he didn't didn't really talk about I don't know relationships with his coaches or his mm. like 
you know, um, I can't remember what the, the local team he played for was called. Santos. Santos, yeah, like more details about his career there would have been mm. super interesting to hear about. Um, it's interesting yeah, you say about relationships as well, because something that would have been, I think, would have worked better um, is to sort of do a bit more of a dive into his sort of psychology and his um, his personal life as well. There wasn't enough about his personal life. And I think yeah. um, the, <laughs> the, the truth is, and I, he actually mentioned it in the documentary, and it, that was what annoyed me and frustrated me, that the documentarians didn't um, probe further with it. Was I think he brought it up and he, he was sort of saying about how he has so many um children that he doesn't even know exist essentially or that he's kind of had loads of affairs with women and ended up having yeah. Ill illegitimate children with them um yeah, but yeah. The, i think there's a question asked of him that sort of gets given his way and then it's dropped and like they move on past that and it's like for me that just seems so odd like why would you even sort of bring that up and it's, it was almost like, oh, here we go. And then on to the next subject. It's like, oh, you really missed, yeah, yeah. missed the to beat. Totally man. agree, mate. To totally agree. I, I was going to say the same thing. And another one was, in speaking about relationships, was uh, I, I can't remember how many times he was married, but I think in the movie, in, Quite in the doc, they were talking. Yeah, <laughs> F, F you. <laughs> yeah. But there, there was there was one, I think maybe his first wife who was describing his relationship with her, and he said like something like I didn't really feel any passion for her, I just viewed her as a friend. Mm. Um, something along those lines is the remark he made, which is like pretty a pretty weird thing to say for someone you just married. I mean, yeah, may, maybe if you're like, I don't know, a couple of months into a new relationship and you're thinking about how it's going, and you're like, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm not that into it, then it would make sense. But he's just married this woman and he's saying that, and it's it's like, yeah, there's, there's definitely uh, a story in there or there's something going on, you know, in, in terms of his personal life that mm. would be a great topic to dig into in the documentary. But like you mm. say, it's just sort of, it was mentioned and then on to the next thing. If you're enjoying the Triple F Cinema, then you might enjoy our other podcasts. The Triple F Show is jam-packed with general football discussion, under the Floodlights invites fans to talk about their favourite players and managers. The Triple F Cinema is where guests and I review weird and wacky football films. And The Magic Of is a show which profiles special clubs from all over the world to find out all about their history, culture and fan base. I agree with what you were saying earlier about The Last Stand. It's an amazing piece of work, but one of perhaps one of the criticisms of The Last Stand is that Michael Jordan was perhaps a bit too involved and you can sort of see that because a lot of it was sort of aimed his way and there was a lot of positivity about Jordan and it almost felt like it was um sort of tampered with and kind of structured to to suit Jordan's narrative really I get the right, same sort yeah. of feeling about Pele I get the feeling that Pele has sort of said oh don't ask that question or don't go there or don't go here it's kind of like how how much truth or how much um, like ob objectivity are we actually getting from from this documentary? Yeah, that's that's a good point. I hadn't thought about I hadn't thought about him doing that. Actually, you may well have done. But then it begs the question. I mean, why would the 
you know, if, if, if the filmmakers wanted to go down the route of making a, not like an expose, but more of a, more of a, something that scrutinizes his life more, mm. then I mean, why, why do you need to get his, his approval on it? You know, you could, mm. you know, people make sort of investigative documentaries all the time that aren't flattering to the subjects they're looking at. Mm. They could have done something more along those lines. And if he wasn't happy with it, well, then I mean, it's his problem. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I, I mean, presumably he could have said, "Well, I'm, I'm not going to be interviewed for the documentary then," which, yeah, would have taken out a good chunk mm. of the content. But I mean, there's plenty of other people you can interview and ask questions about Pele. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I guess my point is, yeah, if 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 they were struggling to to get to get the film made without Pele kind of trying to influence it and the yeah. micromanage the story, they could have just not had him involved as much. Yeah, and it's essentially poor journalism as well, isn't it? Really, if you're not, yeah, if you're kind of scared to crack in the eggs or or really get the truth, then you know it's kind of shame. Yeah, on, exactly. Shame on the directors in a sense. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, it does seem like they missed uh, they missed the trick, or, or yeah, they, they there's a, there was a lot missing in terms of the personal his personal mm. life for sure. But again, it's, it comes back to just the length of the, of the movie. I think. Yeah. Like you can't you can't fit that much into like just under two hours. So no. Yeah, I'm I, I really thinking about it. I really don't know why it didn't make it a series. Like it, mm. it would have been way better as five to ten episodes. For me, the sort of length of the show is irrelevant as long as you get the balance correct. And I think this is you know I sort of brought up this point before um, how. Pele and Maradona they're always sort of compared in terms of like who's the greatest footballer it's always if you think of Pele you can't think of um you you can't help but think of Maradona um and those two are really worth um comparing not just in a sense of of football but also because Maradona has a documentary as well Um, and with Maradona's documentary um, I don't know if you've seen the Amy Winehouse documentary or Senna, which was, yeah, uh, yeah so it's uh, ma- made I, by... Yeah, definitely, I've seen Amy Winehouse. I, can't, I don't think I've seen the Senna one. But, yeah. yeah, so it's made by Asif Kapadia. And for me, I think the guy's one of the greatest ever documentary makers. Um, I know I don't want to subject you to watching another football film because you're probably fed up with it. But if you do ever get time to watch um, Diego Maradona... I'd, I, I wholeheartedly yeah. recommend watching it because we, we yeah, yeah check it out yeah. what works well with um, the Maradona film is that I think it's only like it's probably shorter in length so I think it's only an hour and a half but you get this aspect of, of Maradona's um, sort of dealings with drugs and his dealings with like he's had so many affairs you just see so much of the um the sort of negativity of his personality. You see so much of this, um, the troubles and the anguish that he suffered in his life. Um, but then it doesn't feel too drab in that sense. It doesn't feel like the so kind of like you mentioned before, where you think, oh, do the, do the um, directors or the documentary makers, do they need to sort of probe and do they need to go too far? I think there is a way of doing it, way of probing without it feeling too much of a too much of a harsh investigation you can 
and this is where the Maradona film has done so well, is that it doesn't feel like this harsh investigation. It feels like a celebration, but at the same time, a lot of questions are being asked. I think that's where Maradona is, is works so great. And I think that's a, essentially a trick that the Pele film really missed out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely definitely sounds like I I guess it's like a, a documentary that takes a, a kind of character like this as a subject is it's basically like a portrait of that person, isn't it? Mm. And it's like, that's what people watch it for because you, you know the Pele or the Maradona that you've seen on TV and yeah. in, in interviews and playing football. The, the, the one you don't know is the, is the one behind closed doors, like what they're like at home, what's going on in their private lives. That's, mm. that's the really interesting part as, as sort of gossipy as it sounds. It's true, isn't it? I mean, yeah. That's that's the sort of stuff that that's really interesting, mm. and uh, yeah, it just it just wasn't there in, in this documentary, which was a bit of a shame. Um, but yeah. No, that's. I mean, yeah, that's a really good point because I think with any celebrity, like you say, you let's say like Madonna or Bob Marley or just any sort of big name, Michael Jackson, just any massive celebrity, like you say, you, we listen to the songs we've seen the posters we've seen them uh, you know in concerts and on stadiums or whatever um but that's that's not really like we enjoy that and we love seeing that but we want to see more and we want to see more of the person i suppose it's maybe a case of like relating to it as well it makes us feel or which kind of appeals to us as as viewers essentially so well you mean you mean like being able to relate more to the yeah, person, to the individual because yeah, yeah, I, th I think we sort of yeah, put them on makes, such makes a them more human, doesn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. Instead yeah. of putting them on such a pedestal and sort of looking at them essentially like gods, it, it, yeah, it kind of. I don't know if if uh, that's the weird thing as well. It's like it depends on the mentality of that the person that's being subjected to that. So, like the likes of Pele or the likes of Maradona, do they? kind of want this um this mystery this illusion to carry on do they essentially want to be viewed all the time as a god or do they or are they happy to sort of come back down to the to the level of mere mortals if it were yeah that that's always an interesting thing with stuff like this because it's um it's it's always interesting to see how how people um, how, how sort of defensive people get. So it's like, yeah, if you have a, a, a famous person who is well-liked and like you say, they want to maintain that status, it's always interesting to see how defensive they get when the, when the difficult questions start getting asked. Mm. Um, so yeah, like in this case, it would have been, yeah, like asking Pele about more about his, uh, his um, various sort of children that he doesn't know about. Yeah, um, or, and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it didn't it didn't get done in this film. They didn't ask him that stuff. But um, but yeah, I, I think that that's always an interesting aspect of, of these kind of documentaries. Is like, mm. yeah, when it when it gets down to it, like how how ready is the person to admit like their shortcomings and and not that they're just this kind of yeah like sort of godlike person that's on posters and tv yeah. and stuff it, it kind of reminds me as well mm -hmm. like i remember when i was um about 16 
and probably up until about 18, I was obsessed with WWE. I was obsessed with wrestling. And one of the things I really liked was um, these sort of wrestling documentaries. So you get these um, documentaries based on particular wrestlers. And at the time, I, I absolutely loved them. I ended up collecting so many of these DVDs. Um, but it wasn't until I started educating myself more on um, or feeling more educated when I um, was sort of entering into my later teens and, and growing up, I essentially realised that um, there was more to documentaries, there was more to films, there was more to, to reality. Because the, the, the issue was with these sort of D WWE documentaries was that they were produced by WWE, they're filmed by WWE, and they were completely controlled by WWE. So the the narrative that was spun was more or less pure propaganda. So <laughs> Right, yeah. I didn't I didn't but yeah. it's basically like that that sort of thing's basically like a promotional film for whatever mm. whatever it's looking at, isn't it? Yeah. I can totally see why why something like the WWE yeah. would make those. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's when I started growing up, I was like, what the fuck was I watching that for? Because it was just <laughs> pure and utter promotional, positive, spun <laughs> bullshit that really doesn't delve into any sort of form of reality or real aspects of, of humanity at all. And um, it's really missing the trick. And then, yeah, you start seeing, I think there's something that I'm really proud of being British for is that, I believe Brits make them the absolute best documentaries ever. Like this, so incredible. If you compare a British documentary to an American one, it's like chalk and cheese. The British documentaries are just so in depth and to the point. Um, and we've always, I don't know where it, maybe there, there must be like a sort of history timeline to where this spans back to, but it's, there's always been um, a good sense of documentaries from, from England and from Britain where, we just seem to get to the truth a lot better um, and instead of sort of glossing over like our friends over the pond do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's just, I, I, I think it's, it's that thing of like the, the US style is, um, like you say, is very much more polished and wanting to create a, a kind of narrative that fits into the a feature length kind of time length. Whereas, yeah, the, the, the British way perhaps more just like filming what happens and, mm. and, and and that's and that's the documentary you know, just yeah. literally what happened rather yeah. than trying to manipulate it if you're interested in coming on the show for an under the floodlight special to talk about your favorite player or manager please email the triple f 2021 at gmail.com or dm the triple f 84 on twitter all contact details will be in the episode description. Hope you're all keeping safe and thanks again for listening to the Triple F. It just seems like a really fascinating story that mm. didn't really get shown in this film. Yeah, yeah I wish they'd done it as wish they'd done it in the series. Just in terms of the documentary itself, this is something that um I wanted to ask you, but what's your thoughts on talking heads in documentaries? Because for me. Um, I'm not a big fan. I do think it's quite generic. I find it quite boring. That's essentially where I think my interest was kind of lost as well. And this is where I compare to that Diego Maradona documentary. There's not a single talking head interview in Diego Maradona. Um, 
right. which is difficult, I think, to make a documentary like that. But it's possible that you it can is, do it. It is difficult, yeah. So, so how how do they how do they kind of structure it in in that it's one? Then is all, it all like historical footage and like voiceover? Or? Yeah, essentially, it's that. Right. Yeah, it's it's just that, but it's oh, it just works so well, and it looks so beautiful, and it feels so rhythmic, and it flows really well. Whereas Pele, I think just seeing so many sort of talking heads interviews just makes it feel a bit generic, like I say, and just a bit uninteresting. And that's where... Yeah, I, 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 def, I, I definitely agree. I think, yeah, use of, the use of kind of talking at interviews is a, is a kind of easy option, I think, for documentary making. There's definitely a place for them. And again, thinking back to The Last Stand, something like that, um, there's obviously loads of value in having like a talking head interview with Michael Jordan, you know, giving his perspective on mm. now that he's, what, 20 years or 25 years down the line from when it all happened. Yeah. But it is a kind of cop-out, isn't it, if you're just relying on, mm. yeah, you've got like a two-hour movie and like half of it is talking head footage. It is a bit of a cop-out. Yeah. And it... Is kind of indicative of them not having much else to lean back on. Yeah. Although one thing I did really like was all the historical footage. There was quite a lot of that, but I don't think it was used particularly well. It was kind of just in there as filler. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which, which like, it would, you'd have like a bunch of historical footage from mm. I don't know the the army in Rio doing some tearing down the buildings or like yeah, like football being played on a pitch. But then it would just be being voiced over by one of the talking head interviews, mm. presumably just to break up having to see the actual talking head all the time. Yeah. So yeah, it, it seemed like they leaned on it a lot. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Just on the political sort of dictatorship issues throughout the film as well, because I think you mentioned it before. It, it kind of worked really well, I thought. Um, but then again, they just sort of skimmed over it and, and didn't really yeah. go enough, it, didn't go far, like, far, far enough with it, really. Yeah, it seemed like there was so much interesting stuff to say. There was one bit where, um, in particular, where they were there was a guy comparing Pele to Muhammad Ali, because mm. Ali refused the draft to go to Vietnam. Yeah. Um, and Pele, I can't remember exactly what Pele did, but he did. He either didn't refuse something, or he basically sort of um, cooperated with the dictatorship yeah. on something they'd, they'd asked him to do. Um, and I think that, that the guy was saying, like, oh, the, the difference was that the only thing that would happen to Ali was that he'd go to prison or you know be be like put on trial. Whereas yeah. Pele in the dictatorship, if he didn't cooperate with could possibly just be disappeared, you know, like they'd take him off somewhere and kill him. And it'd be, yeah. oh, you know, he's, he disappeared. So so that was why he cooperated. But yeah, man, like, what a story. Like, I, mm. ask Pele about that, you know? Yeah. S yeah. Spend like 15 minutes of the movie yeah. talking about that and interviewing, I don't know, finding the police that, yeah. or, or the people in government that spoke to him about that at the time. Mm. But yeah, it was just glossed over. And like, there yeah. was, Loads of big moments like that that weren't talked about, and, yeah. and presumably, like someone like Pele would have presumably loads of contact with the people in power because he's um, 
he's he's like a commodity to them, isn't he? He's like a cultural mm. export. You know, they're putting him on like t-shirts and mugs probably and exporting it. And like he's he's just an ex a cultural export from Brazil. So people in power would want to keep him happy and keep him close. So yeah, ask him about that. Like what mm. happened there? What sort of dealings did he have with with the dictatorship? Mm. But, yeah, I still don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it yeah. kind of felt like they didn't know how to use it. Um, it just felt yeah, like totally. a fuzzy backdrop, really. It just didn't, yeah, it just didn't really hit. It didn't land as well as it could have done. And that's um, yeah. Yeah, kind of a shame. And there were other moments as well. Like um, there, was, there was one point, I think, early on where they were talking about kind of the, the, the change that happened when the dictatorship started and how it was like it was all fun and games like sort of post-war still generation like chilling out having a great time um and then dictatorship started and it everything really changed but yeah the only thing all that was mentioned around it was just yeah talking head saying everything changed at this point mm. no one really no one really dug into it and and like that was a they could have used the historical footage to really good effect at that point like, i don't know somehow demonstrate the difference or yeah show stuff that was happening but i think i saw a couple of clips of like army guys walking around the city and, a, and maybe a tank as well i think and, and that was about it mm. so yeah it, it was like it was touched on so briefly and yeah that could have been some really interesting stuff yeah uh rating out of 10 uh, I'm gonna go with. It's a tricky one, man. It is a tricky one. Allow you to uh, use halves if if it helps. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'll go with a. I'll go with a six and a half. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna go for. So uh... because it was like again, yeah, you know, what I was thinking is like five is five is strictly average. It was, it was definitely above average. Mm. I don't. I, I'm glad I watched it. It was interesting. Better than the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Better than better than the match. Um, but yeah, dude, it was just lacking so much, and I, I I came out of it just feeling like I wish they'd just got in. I, basically, I just I wish they'd done it as a series. Basically, that that was my feeling yeah. afterwards because there's so much more to know about that it just wasn't covered. So yeah, six and a half. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's. I think that's a pretty apt um, rating to give it. Um, like you say, so much promise. Um, not a terrible film, not a terrible documentary. Worth a watch if you've got the time for it. But um, yeah, it could be so much more. And my sort of giveaway um, um, sort of takeaway from the whole film is if you do want to watch a film of the greatest player of all time, don't watch this one. Watch the Diego Maradona <laughs> one. <laughs> Nice. I'll be watching that next, I reckon. That one sounds good. Thank you so much for listening to the F. If you could please drop a like on our Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and follow us on Twitter, that would be massively appreciated. Hope you're all keeping safe, and thanks again for listening to the F.